I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the podcast. Before we begin, please take three deep breaths with me. Deep breath in. And out. One more in. And out. One last in. And out. Today's guest is the gorgeous actress, singer, performer, Super mom, overall superwoman, Denise Laurel. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of After 30 with Gara Erigel. We are on episode 27. Ah, super excited with today's guest. Um, this beautiful woman needs no introduction I swear <laughs> everybody please welcome the gorgeous Denise Laurel hey everybody Woo! thanks Kara it's so nice to be here I love everything that um talks about and shares vulnerability um hu- like human nature and and truth so <laughs> I'm all for that Thank you so much. Thank you for making time. I know you're so busy. Um, I know you've been doing quite a lot, but thank you for making time for this. So, so excited. Um, I've been wanting to guest you, pero busy ka nga, but thank you again for making time today. <laughs> no, I mean, anytime. I mean, we go way more than just people that have worked together. You know, we don't see each other a lot, but the vibes and the connection, that that's never going to change. You know what I mean? I know. Oh, thank you so much. Um, you know, okay, let's give them a little bit of an introduction. Denise and I worked together. H- has it been a decade ago? No, no, siguro. No, no, Like five, uh, seven years ago? No, right. like six, six years ago. Right, six. Okay. About six, six yeah. years ago for this show called Annalisa. And, Which is always uh, on was... replay, by the way. Is it really? Yeah, always, always, like forever. Like nonstop. I feel like every year it rolls about. Like twice a year or something like that. <laughs> well, so clearly no- people love it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, so I played her best friend on the show. And that, you know, we spent a lot of time together. And we really, we talked a lot. And like she said, right? So we're so vibes. So I really did enjoy, I really did enjoy talking to you. And so that's why I say I'm really, really excited to have you on the show today. So I wanted to talk about something else initially when I asked you to guest on the podcast, but I was browsing through, I was stalking you this morning. (laughs) Just checking what's up. Just checking what's up. (laughs) And then I saw you reposted a a quote on your Instagram stories and it said, forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know before you learned it. Yeah, and, for sure. You know, it hit home. So, uh, 
Okay, let me ask you, what was the reason behind this post? Like, how did this resonate with you? Why did you feel the need or the want to repost it? I think a lot of the times, you know, I repost a lot of stuff that is a reminder to me and I feel could be a good reminder to everybody else also to cut yourself some slack and cut other people some slack. And, you know, we're all having some sort of thing that we're growing in. And so, you know, instead of put yourself down, self-talk is so important and how you talk to other people and how you encourage them is so important too, you know? So we're all, we're all here living life. We're all here getting stuff done. We're all here hustling. And so, you know, it would be better instead of putting yourself down or putting others down, um, have a little patience for yourself and everybody. And it's always okay to, I don't like the word mistake or bad, or I just like to think of them as growing experiences or, or opportunities to be stretched or lessons to be learned. So, you know, um, anything that I see that can bring people to have a realistic um, perspective of themselves, I always repost because sometimes in our head, you know, the pressure, we pressure ourselves too much or we, we want, we have no, um, yeah, again, slack for ourselves. We don't cut ourselves from yeah. slack. We're so hard on ourselves. And thus for it makes so it makes us so much harder on other people. Again, it goes back to, you know, how you treat other people um, is a reflection of how you treat yourself. So exactly. imagine for the haters, like hurt people hurt people. So they must be going uh-huh. through something internally. You know, they maybe they didn't get enough love and they did, or they don't give themselves enough attention that way you know they're so quick to lose their temper with with other people you know so it's just it it touches all all parts of life and I just want to kind of bring people back sometimes and take a breather I want them to see something and be like oh yeah huh that is right maybe I can just take a breath just a little bit you know so that's why and it did do that exactly for me when I saw your post. It did exactly. it for me too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Thank you for using your platform to, you know, share positivity. And that's exactly what I, what I want to be able to do also. Um, You're you definitely know, with, doing with, that. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. But yes, you, wala na. Sinagot mo na lahat ng tanong ko. Okay, thank you very much everybody for listening. <laughs> no, no. There's, there's so much. There's so much more. I mean... You know, like I said, like with you, you use your platform to to inspire, right? Whether it's Mm -hmm. fitness or positivity or just loving what you do to the fullest, you do that. And that's infectious. And and you have that platform. So for me, it's like, you know, um, I have this platform and and it's like, what are you going to do with that? I I feel like it's my responsibility. Um, And it's always been our responsibility as artists, even before um, social media was a thing. I mean, we were already around at that time. That's uh, it's called after 30. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, um, but again, you, it, it's you, it's not about being the perfect role model. It's about, you, you, I feel like, you know, you go through stuff in life and you share your experiences so that maybe other people won't mess up. Being the most or, authentic. Yeah. Uh, you, they'll, they'll uh, learn from example. your, yeah, they'll, they'll learn from your experience. So, you know, that's why it's always okay to use your platform to, to uplift people or to talk about what you lack, but what you want to achieve with that, 
you know, mm-hmm. um, thing lacking and how you want to overcome that. Right. And, and it makes so- you more real. And it makes you <laughs> feel like, oh my God, if Denise Laurel feels this way, I, I'm okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're all God. okay. We're all okay. Yeah, that's it's it's good to remind ourselves that uh, every day, if not at least once a day or more, <laughs> yeah. if you need it, it's fine. <laughs> mornings, mornings are so 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 important, you know, um, especially for me. Uh, and I have to remind myself every single day, you know, uh, talking about forgiveness and forgiving yourself. Every single morning, I have to remind myself um, that it's a new. It's a new chance to be better than I was yesterday and that it's okay, you know, take it one step, one day at a time that if you at least just accomplish one or two things that you set out to do, then, then it was a great day. And if you didn't, then it's still a great day because you got to chill out, you know, and there's still tomorrow. We're blessed with tomorrow, but not to take today for granted, but mornings are so important to give yourself that good self-talk, give yourself that forgiveness and give yourself that encouragement and get yourself excited for what you want to, who you want to be, what you want to accomplish. Um, that's again, what is your why kind of mm-hmm. thinking, you know, which is, should be, I try to remind myself that every day because I tend to procrastinate. <laughs> so I have to ah, forgive myself same. for that <laughs> a lot. Like um, this whole quarantine in 23 years of working nonstop, I, it didn't feel like work. It's like my career just went and all of a sudden I'm, I'm 32 and I've been in the industry for 23 years. And it's like, wow, um, this is the first time I've done nothing. I mean, you know, this is the first time yeah. in years. Aside from when I was pregnant, I had a break from seven months to two months postpartum. But, you know, that was not really a break because I was preparing for, you know, bringing a new life into the world. But this is like the mm-hmm. first time in my life that I'm not working out. I'm eating, I feel like my whole life I've been on a diet and I've been on, um, I, I've been a gym rat and, and you know, been so, um, it's part of our jobs to look a certain way, right? And to mm-hmm. be a certain weight and to be fit because we work like crazy. You, have, you can't get sick. So this is the first time I've had to forgive myself and be like, this is a season. This is a season that it's okay to, to just relax. But then um, come next week, it's, time to rebuild something new so you know you kind of have to forgive yourself and be patient with yourself that this is what your body is asking for right now sorry the ambulance sound can you hear that <laughs> you you weren't lying when you said there yeah. are a lot of ambulance ambulances. sounds a lot of ambulances that pass yeah so my bad um, viewers but uh it's a sign of the times you know <laughs> it's crazy oh, yeah. so every time an ambulance passes by side convo um I say a quick prayer for, you know, whoever might be suffering from that incident. Um, but yeah, so forgiveness for yourself happens every single day, every single moment. And I'm sure when I start getting back on the, you know, the wagon of working out and being healthy again, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to forgive myself. A lot. <laughs> I did just you this know- whole quarantine. I think I gained like 20, 25 pounds. And for me, that's something weird. So you know, Girl, um, it's a chance gorgeous. to grow again. <laughs> Clothes don't fit no more. But it's, it's a chance to <laughs> try something new, you know, and, and, and relearn everything again. And it's okay. You just have to tell yourself it's okay to not be okay. Like the TV show. 
K-drama. What's up? <laughs> oh, I should actually watch that. A lot of people have been telling me to check that out. It's yeah, really it's good. Cute. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much for bringing that up because, you know, from what I remember, um, uh, you know, uh, well, the many times that we talked before at work is that you, you, you've always been so used to doing something. You're, oh, your schedule is always packed. Yeah. Lalo, yeah. <laughs> when you had your son, right? So yes. I can't imagine how that must have been for you, especially at the beginning when the shock, you know, just started and tuloy-tuloy na siyang, everything just snowballed eh. But this <laughs> yeah. year, grabe. And yeah, and I, I felt that too. I mean, I'm sure, lalo na for you. Yeah. But I, I could not forgive myself for the whole time that I wasn't doing anything. Especially because I live alone too. Okay, So yeah. I super understand. Mentally, um, you, you needed here. toughness for that. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, so, but I, uh, my experience was, was definitely different. Lahat naman tayo iba-iba. Because, you know, I live alone. The only creature that I had to take care of <laughs> at the time was myself and my dog. But mm-hmm. you, you are a mom. How... Uh, how was your parenting journey? How was it like through the pandemic? Did being at home more with your family and your son in particular uh, change anything? Um, I think, you know, despite, uh, you know, the circumstances being so unfortunate, uh, you know, I've lost a lot of friends be- to, through mm-hmm. because of COVID and, and some relatives oh, as well, sorry. like it's it's been really really crazy like you know i posted something a couple of months ago when covid first happened you know like when it's racism or covid or when something happens people don't really like feel it until it happens to them like they don't take it seriously until it happens to them i didn't want for that to happen before i took it seriously so even before the first ever lockdown before things got really really serious uh, i didn't let bookie finish the last two weeks of school I pulled him out of school mm-hmm. and then I just had him stay home. And we were shooting a okay. TV show at the time that <laughs> didn't even get to finish. 24-7 um, was like a super like fresh take on on apocalyptic like series, which oh, we wow. don't do a lot out here. Um, but it was like super swap the script with what was going on. So it was okay that oh, we didn't continue that, that <laughs> show because people might panic some more. But um, yeah, so, you know, safety came first. Um, I think... Mm-hmm. You know, my parents, they're both seniors and, and my son is immunocompromised. He has asthma and rhinitis and all of these things. And, you know, that makes him more susceptible to right. getting sick. And so it's really yeah. just a, a decision I made. I was like, no, he, school, you know, you can, you can do that another time. But getting sick, you know, <laughs> I really don't want. You Your know, life more is important. more important yeah. than Exactly. That, yeah. And, you know, kids, they're so young. He's, he's nine. At that time, he was eight. But they don't know how to, you know, they might touch their eyes or they sneeze on each other and pick yeah. their noses, you know, wipe it on each other. I don't know. Like, what, are, what do boys do? Like, boys, you know, sugar, girls are sugar and spice and everything nice. And boys are, <laughs> but, you know. Spread um, boogers. <laughs> yes, exactly. For fun. Um, but, yeah, so I think despite all the, you know, unfortunate stuff that's been going on, this has really been a, an amazing time for me and my son because, um, you know, I've been working most of his life. And so it's really nice to be around him. I can't get enough of it. Like, he's my best friend. And, you know, even if he's talking to me nonstop about trivia of 
uh, whatever, Steven Universe or Sonic <laughs> or Among Us, like, you know, I'll take it because yeah. there were so many years that I would have mom guilt of being on set, you know, missing out if he's sick or missing if he, you know, he achieves something and then I feel horrible. And, you know, sometimes I would cry in my van, like when nobody's around because I would feel so Aww. bad that I felt like such a bad mom, dad, because I'm mom and dad, you know, that I'm not there. But thankfully I had my family. They're amazing. My my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother, they play with him all the time. We all stay in one spot. They're there to take care of him and teach him. But this time has really been quality time between the two of us. Um, and I've always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. You know, I wasn't going to come back to work really? uh, as a mom after giving birth. But I was so challenged by the culture of being a mom is like the end of your life or your career. And back then, a lot of actresses were like hiding that they had children or, you know, um, like right, yeah. felt like they couldn't be leading ladies anymore because they were moms. And so, you know, I would, I, I remember shutting down social media when I was pregnant because of all the negative comments, even if I was already 23 when I got pregnant. Um, but it was all like, what a waste or sighing her career is on the rise, blah, blah, blah. And for me, I was uh, like, why is it like that for women? When, like when guys get, get, you know, become dads, they still can do whatever. So I was like, you know what, I'm mm-hmm. going to come back fighting for him. And then let's see, I'll be even more busier than I was. And, and you that was the that sacri- wrong. <laughs> and I'm clearly, kind of, it kind of paved the way like Andy Eigenman came out and, um, uh, and not that I'm promoting, you know, getting <laughs> pregnant at a young age or out of wedlock, <laughs> but Jenilyn and I think Andrea Del Rosario came out that she had a kid that was already mm-hmm. old. And, you know, I feel like you're nothing but the legacy really behind. And even if nobody acknowledges that in my mind, in my heart, I know I was able to create a way for women to know that becoming a mom isn't the end of your life. It's the beginning because you're even more driven, exactly. more yeah. energetic, more loving, more, your eyes are open to your purpose and, 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 you know, what God wants you to be and who you want to be for your kid and making your kid proud and celebrating, like just, you just become, that's who we were. What's what we were meant to do. It, 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 exactly. I love that. <laughs> you know? Thank so, you. Um, I, you know, I had to sacrifice time being with my son. So now being here, you know, although, you know, as a single mom, it would be nice to be able to be making as much money as I did, you know, prior to quarantine. I'm really just treasuring this time with him and waking up late, (laughs) waking up late, not doing anything, (laughs) being a slob. No, just kidding. I'm so, (laughs) I'm so thankful, you know, that I'm really just uh, watching TV for the first time all the time. Um, oh my you know, gosh. Going on, on alternative uh, interviews like this that it feels more intimate, you know, uh, going on online shows or, you know, it's, it's really cool that it's forcing people to step up and be more modern. Even for teleseries, you know, I feel like it's forcing scripts to better themselves. Everybody's watching stuff internationally so I hope I feel like and I hope that it's forcing the Philippine scripts to get better writing to get better concepts to get better because everything is on the internet now and you know you don't want to get left behind and so I've been waiting for that I've been waiting for better scripts I've been waiting for better plots and stories and so 
I hope that this really pushes everybody to the right dis- direction, you know. I feel like it is, you know, the the shock is hopefully over for 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 most of us. You know, we're slowly uh, starting to get used to this. Hosting events are are, you know, getting starting to uh, get back on track again. My dog is just scratching away. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no <here>. hurry. <laughs> What's his name? That is so cute. He's a poet. Let me show him to you. I know you guys uh, won't see this uh, on the podcast, but you can hear Like him. Adam's family. There you go. That's <laughs> Hello. Like Adam's family, Pugsley, right? Yes. And also because he's a pug, but he does this all the time. Like he's quiet. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. chill. He's chill when I'm watching TV, when I'm reading, when I'm working. But every time I am interviewing someone... Or I'm hosting for an event online. He just goes crazy. I'm sure he just wants to get in on the conversation too. (laughs) He's probably like, yep, I got something to say. I haven't spoken to anybody in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, okay. So you mentioned crying in the car um, a while ago because you felt bad about, you know, not being able to spend more time with Bookie. But Okay, let's talk about this because we are talking about uh, vulnerability in general, mm-hmm. how to be kind to yourself and embracing vulnerability as a parent because that's something I'm not a parent yet, but I'm going <laughs> to be one soon. <laughs> but yeah. uh, this is something that I've, I actually had this conversation with my mom recently because you know uh-huh. how our moms always, um, I don't know about yours, but mine kasi laging kailangan, our moms put up this strong... Um, yeah, I think it's the know, generation. Uh, it's the generation. Is it the generation? Yeah, because they the way they were raised also, you know, you have to think about what was happening in culture in that time. And that's how I try and understand people that are older than me. Like, what was the scenario when they were growing up? Was it during the war? Was it during a revolution? Right. Like, did, were people having to toughen up and... You know, I, I think my dad for opening my eyes to that, like thinking about the times of how people were raised, you know, and it, it gets you to understand them better, where they're coming from, why they are the way they are. And then you tend to read mm-hmm. between the lines of what they're really saying, because even if they sound tough, what do they really mean? You know, exactly. <laughs> and and, you know, parents. I haven't, you know, experienced it yet for myself, but I'm sure naman the pressure to um uh you know, I was talking to my fiance's mom the other day. She sent me a picture fiance. of him. Hey <laughs> she sent me a picture of him. Uh it was it was her and and my fiance. He it was Christmas time. He was opening up a gift and and she said, you know, this picture was taken after my his grandpa, my father had died parang the night before, but we still had to push through Christmas for for Pao for my fiance, you know, because he's a kid and you can't stop yeah. Christmas. And that's, yeah. and then I got so much from that. And I'm like, my God, about being a parent, siguro there are times that so well my question now is um, have you ever quickly wiped away your tears when Bookie, for example, found you crying and tried to explain it away by saying something like, oh, you had something in your eye? Or <laughs> if you have, why did you feel the need to hide your tears? And if not, why was it important for you to let him know how you truly felt in that moment? Um, so Bookie and I talk about everything. But again, you know, you have to think about what they're coming from, like their maturity level. Are they ready to understand? Um, or um, what can you explain to them at, in all honesty without, cause I don't like babying what I'm saying. Like I'll tell, I'll tell him the truth, 
but I make sure it's on a level that he understands um, because I feel like uh, they'll always, under, they get it. Like even at a young age, they'll get it. It's just how you word it, how you explain it, how you express it. I think mm-hmm. also with having to wipe away, you know, emotions like that, again, it, it's timing and their, their, uh, their emotional maturity. So early on, like when he was way, way younger, of course, yes. You know, there will be moments where I would be under so much pressure and and I'm not really like the maboka um, type when I'm uh-huh. under pressure. It's all very internal. And so sometimes right. the only way that I kind of release my my stress is, you know, even if I'm like so mad, like I won't say anything. I'll, you just see me like tear up a little bit. I think you've seen that on set, right? Oh, when yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and that's why, like, even when you, we, we warm up for emotions and then, like, you know, most um, acting coaches, they ask you to yell and stuff like that. That's, mm-hmm. that's, um, that puts me in a vulnerable spot because I'm not like that in real life. I don't yell or oh. I don't, you know, so that helps get the wall out. That's why they have you scream and yell so that that inhibition is broken down. But in real life, I'm not really, you know, like the yelling type. And, you know, I just keep it all inside and think about it at night before I go to bed. But with, to answer your question with Bookie, we talk about everything. And I make sure to give him a full explanation of why I'm feeling that way and why it's, um, it's okay to be feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's super mature. And I also make him accountable for his actions. So I get him to forgive himself a lot. He's so hard on himself. Um, like if he doesn't get something right away, he gets frustrated. So I always try and you know, I'm like a broken record. <laughs> I always have to explain to him. It's okay. Do better next time. As long as you know, you gave your utmost best here. Forgive yourself. Remember what you did that, um, that helped you fail <laughs> and then fail forward, fail forward, fail forward, fail forward. Or, all fail the time. Forward. Fail forward. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, I always ask him also when he's frustrated, when he's mad or when he feels attacked, I ask him to rewind it back and ask why. I ask it, I have him ask questions himself. Why do you feel that way? What is the truth? Where is it coming from? Oh, this is going to be and, such an intelligent and, child. <laughs> he is well, already. You know, I can see we, it. We, I have to just prep him, you know, for the real world. Uh, you know, I know, I know that a lot of... Um, younger generations sometimes they can't handle the pressure you know and so he has to be able to, I always tell him you have to be able to do that for yourself because when I'm not around what are you going to do you know yeah doing like manual labor and stuff is also so important but you have to have uh, a mental and spiritual and emotional control over yourself and I can see that when he he's I can see the perfectionist in him when he's frustrated that he doesn't get something right or you know if you tell him off and he started doing some, you'll see like, he'll start to tear up and I'll be like, why are you tearing up right now? Who's attacking you? What are the thoughts running through your mind? And is that the truth? And is this, is what's being told to you for you or for the person telling you? And then I always ask yes. him, yeah, right? I hope I had these conversations with my parents growing up. Oh, Right? Same, you yeah. know, and, and that's why I'm so even if I sound annoying and like a broken record, you know, <laughs> I, I, I keep doing it over and over again until it becomes second nature because self-talk is so important. And, exactly. and, and so, you know, I said, who's, who's going to, nobody else is going to do it for you. Nobody's mm-hmm. no, no matter how much I cheer you on, 
if you don't believe in yourself, then it's not going to work, you know, or no matter how much good things I tell you about yourself, you're not going to believe it. If you don't say those things to yourself or believe it in yourself, you know, so who is this for really, you know, always think about that. Who is this for really? Is this for me or for you? Yeah. And there's something else that I would tell them that's so important, but I lost my train of thought. But again, yeah, it comes down to uh, just dissecting. Because, you know, a lot of times you watch TV and I remember, you know, watching all these cartoons or where they would have emotional stuff and like kids mm-hmm. running away. And then, you know, it's always like victim mentality. I kind of want yeah. him to be able to dissect that and not play a drama in his mind, you know, and to kind of just be um, yeah. present that this is a learning experience. I always tell him, you know, why are you are you upset because you're supposed to be perfect and I say it nicely, not in a way to like rub it in. It's more of like, nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Nobody in this whole entire world is perfect, but God is perfect. And, and God created us and mm-hmm. as humans for a reason with free will and, and, and you know, choices and yeah. cause and effects and all of that. And so, you know, cut yourself some slack. This is what I always tell him that's why forgiveness that post was just so major that I had to repost it from Jay Shetty. Oh yeah. Um, because I believe in that, you know, like it, I feel like I don't mean to get all preachy, but guilt is a useless emotion because it takes up so much energy, so much space in your mind, but it doesn't actually accomplish anything. Right. So uh-huh. somebody told me that and that stuck with me. And then at the same time, thinking about the past over and over again, unless you're picking up, other tactics or other angles of how to not do the same situation over again is really detrimental because you're hurting yourself over and over again. So that's mm-hmm. why I always have to ask him, what is the root? Where is this coming from? Why do you feel like that? Do you feel attacked? Is there something I could have even, I apologize to him a lot and I'll say, was there a way I could have said that better? Can you be my mom? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have my moments of like, you know, where I'm doing oh, yeah. You know, when you're doing like four things at the same time and then he comes yeah, to you yeah. with like the most randomest question ever. And I'm like, <laughs> Bookie, wait, wait, lang, huh? wait, wait, let me finish this first. And then and then, you know, or like if I, I tell him I have a limit. If I ask you to do something more than four times, then I have a reason to do the scary voice. Oh, so but at least okay. we know there's like a limit. Like, you know, if I remind you more than four times, then you can't. You can't be upset with me if I do the scary voice. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't blame That's me. That's a great now. way of explaining that. No, yeah. but there's so much. Uh, I'm sure it's hard to be a no? Because growing up, I mean, there's so much fun. our relationship. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure it's more fun. <laughs> but there's so much like with the relationship between a mother and a child that you take um when you grow up, eh? Kasi, diba, it's how yes. it's how you are spoken to. It's the language that your yes. your parents, yes, but mostly your mother, um, that used uh talking to you, um, you know, that helped you grow, especially in your formative years. Um uh, taught you the language that now you speak that you talk how you talk to yourself is mostly how your parents and your mother talked to you growing up. Diba? So it's nice that you talk to him this way, like an adult. Mostly, <laughs> yeah, I think it was right? also because, like, um, I had, I was, I started working with adults at the age of six. So, and my siblings are so much older than I am. So professionally, for musical theater, I was already 
working at the age of six and I was surrounded by 20 year olds, 30 year olds, 40 year olds all the time. And I'm, I guess I would just sit there and observe them, you know, and then um, I was in, in theater and it's super strict and, you know, everybody loses their temper and stuff like that. And, um, you know, rules are rules and discipline was major and with martial arts and all of that. And moving to ABS where it was like a big culture shock where, you know, oh, there yeah. was a lot of um, uh, competition, but I didn't find that I was competing with anyone. I was competing with myself and finding my way through that intensity and, you know, with co-actors like insecurities and backstabbing and all of that. And, you know, you, you kind of just pick up um, what you wish would be better and then you just try to do better. Uh, and so for with Bookie, I remember at a young age, I said, I, I, I promised myself because I always wanted to be a mom. So I promised myself when I was young, I was like, when I get a kid, him and I are going to be able to communicate about everything because the generations prior, there was really no, you know, communication on yeah. that level. There was there was um, lumbing and cariño, like there was love and stuff like that and fun, but it wouldn't really be talking about like, how's your heart today? Like, what's on your mind? Yeah. Like, you know, but again, it's because of the times of how they were raised and so on and so on. And mm-hmm. So it's completely understandable. The love is definitely there, but I just wanted to try something new with, with, with books, especially since he's so special. You know, he has this light about him. I, I don't want to lose it because I remember for a time losing my light and being discouraged by negativity in the world. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I do not want, as much as possible, I will prolong <laughs> that life and that, <laughs> that light, that and that 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 good vibes energy in him for as long as I can. So instead of being afraid of whatever's negative out there, I ask him to understand it and pray for it. So like when there are bullies in school, you know, I just try and explain to him: don't be afraid of those people. Don't be afraid of bullies. Don't run away or don't say that that person is a bad person. I shouldn't be friends with them. I want you to empathize and find compassion for them that they might be needing something. They might not be getting love at home. They might not know better. They might not have anybody teaching them or, you know, they yeah, might not be which is so true. being raised properly. So although, you know, you must be cautious, I don't want you to be afraid. I want you to pray for them. I want you to show them kindness. I want you to, you know, be leading by example, be the light in the darkness. Instead of running away from the darkness, why don't you, share your light and I always try and tell him maybe that's your mission so instilling that as early on you know and giving them that power to step into that that strength is is, I hope you know something that will help him in the long run because I I know he's only he's only nine so I can't really (laughs) say that you know he's practiced everything that that he could practice but how is it so yeah he's nine years old and isn't that crazy wonderful that (laughs) He's already nine. Right. Yeah, he was a he was a baby when I met him on set. Yeah. Yeah. A big he's, baby, he's right? So big now. <laughs> That's and, crazy. And he seems so you know, I, I see he has a YouTube channel. I see him on your stories when you talk to him. He seems <laughs> so intelligent. And kids nowadays are very they're very Yo, smart. They're super intelligent. They're super smart. But also at the same time, there's this like, especially now, I can only imagine how um, challenging this must be, especially for parents, because the it's so different. 
like kids now yeah. are staying at home, right? They're not yeah. able to play with other kids outside. They're not able to um, experience outside things. Yes. No trees. That like depends, I guess, did. where you live. But yeah, like yeah. how we did when we were younger. Yung nadadapa ka, nagpapatintero yeah, ka sa labas. Yung, my, I, had the, I had the ugliest knees in the world. Because they would always be covered in scabs. Like, I had the ugliest. I wouldn't care. I would like scrape them and run and drop and <laughs> then pop but right back up and be like, I'm okay. You know, and then let's go play. But with them, it's like condo living, you know. Um, I know. We moved from a house to a condo um, at a, uh, while he was still very small. So, you know, I feel like it's also, I kick myself and try to forgive myself over and over again because he's not as active and athletic as I want him to be. But I feel like that might come in the future. But it's, I feel like it's my fault because I was working so much and because, mm-hmm. um, you know, he doesn't really have a male figure. And at the same time, um, we live in this concrete jungle. And everything is online, especially now. Just quarantine school is online. Yeah, now, everything's yeah. online. So, you know, I feel like I hope I get more chances in the future. Like, we get him to work out here at home. Um, That's great. But, like, even I kick myself over his eating. His eating is horrible. And, that, again, that's my fault because I was working so much. But, you know, every day we try to just get better. Every day we just um, try and do better than we did yourself. last. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I feel like I just... Um, little things so again if he gets to work out that day if he eats better that day that's a a win and don't one thing that I learned is it's always good to remind yourself to hey you know you did good today Um, self-affirmation and and patting yourself on the back Uh, I heard Uh and learned from the speaker that's a psychologist that's always a good thing of course it is Uh, (laughs) the hardest person to forgive really is yourself you know we're we're super hard on ourselves (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's it's like it's a weird balance because if you're too forgiving it's like you just slack off on everything (laughs) but if you're too hard on yourself then you you don't you know get anything done because you're too caught up in in feeling like you suck that you feel uh handicapped or disabled you know and like your arms are tied your legs are tied and that could probably lead into depression and an unhealthy cycle which is which happens and can happen in the blink of an eye. So you have to really be careful, you know. There has to be, there has to be a really good balance there. And and I love what you said earlier. You, you're, how you talk to yourself in the morning does a lot because it's a habit. And it's the first thing you hear. But as soon as you wake up, I don't know if that, did this happen to you anytime during quarantine? Like there was a time I would wake up and I really felt useless. Sorry for lack of a better yeah, word. Yeah, for sure, like for sure. Just last week. Okay. <laughs> Really? <laughs> so how did you how did you uh you know snap off of it? How did you get up get away from that? Or get um, through it, sorry, not get away. How did you get through it? Yeah, so just a for context, like a, a background, I was supposed to shoot a teleserie, like a TV show, mm-hmm. um like last end of last month. And you know, a lot of things happened, schedules were crazy, you know, some people were got COVID and some people were changed and everything was so last minute. And so, you know, I just decided, you know what, for my peace of mind, because I was getting so stressed with the, mm-hmm. you know, my, my aunt passing and then the schedules changing oh, so and sorry. packing and unpacking and packing and unpacking and then trying to make sure Bookie's okay while I'm away. And I would be gone months at a time. And so it was really stressing me out that I wouldn't be able to coach him through his thoughts, you know, sometimes when he needs it or just be there again. Um, So I had to say no for the first time in in my career. I turned down a 
job for the first time ever. And so that's something new. I was learning how to deal with myself after saying no. But just last week, um, you know, I'm seeing everybody like full force shooting and they're having so much fun. And, you know, I woke up and I'm like, you know, I've been living on my savings for the past eight, nine months, you know, um, rent, uh, food for five people or like bookies education and all of his needs. And for school, they need an iPad and a laptop and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, um, I'm just like, yeah. you sometimes you wake up and you're like, boom, the future hits you, but you're not even <laughs> there yet. <laughs> like everything yeah. is you like, what about next month? Or, you know, like uh, as a single mom, it's like double because you're by yourself. Right. Not that my family yeah. isn't so ever generous, but you know, I always want to just rely. I don't want to take that for granted. And so um, I, I've been, there was a day where I just woke up and I just felt like crap, you know, like, I mean, there's no better term. I literally felt like crap. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? You know, but then I just slowed it down. And, and I was like, this is a season. Seasons change. Emotions come and go. Um, you can only control what you have now. So letting that rush in won't accomplish anything. In fact, it would be uh, the opposite. He won't accomplish anything at all. Counterproductive, you know? So yeah. I was like, what you have now is a gift of time, the gift yeah. um, of rest, the gift of being creative, the gift of finding ways to reinvent yourself, the gift of being with your family, the gift mm -hmm. of learning even more so to trust the Lord or whoever you believe in, whatever power you believe in. I don't want to be all preachy, but for me, it's the one and only almighty G-O-D. Um, and mm -hmm. so it's le learning to really have faith and trust because you don't you're not just supposed to be faithful when times are good real faith shows its face in times of adversity and so it's really just throw, yes. throwing it throwing it up there and being like you know what you have always had my back and it's going through all the times that he's sorry the ambulance is crazy up in my face <laughs> okay. let me close the window um if it's times uh, where, you know, just you got to throw it up in the air and be like, he has always come through for me, even when I least expected, even when I didn't ask for it, even when I didn't know I needed it yet. He has always showed up for me 100%. And that's how I've been able to survive as a single mother, you know, and it's all because of him. So for me, it's like, what's different now? Do you guys also make a wish when you see 1111? Lucky numbers though kasi yan, kaya don't ignore the signs. Go ahead and add the cart now to get all the awesome deals Lazada1111 has to offer. Click on my link, tinyurl.com slash after30xLazada1111 and use the code PNA1111LAZ to get 111 pesos off a minimum spend of 500 pesos for new users. Make your orders via the app para mas madali at saka mas masaya. Add the cart na now, guys! Kung may mga pinag-iisipan pa kayo, this is the sign to go ahead and get the thing you've been wanting. Again, it goes back to mornings, right? We're talking about the future slaps you in the face and you're like, I feel useless. What's going on? In the mornings, <laughs> I have quiet time. So before I touch my phone, I, and sometimes I have to do this within 10 minutes because I have to make breakfast for booking a school, whatever. But I will run through uh, first my morning prayer. And secondly, gratitude. I'll try and speedily think of 10 things that I am thankful for. 
um, small to big. Like even if it's like I got more than four hours sleep, I'm so thankful for that. Or I have nothing oh, yeah. to do today. That's fire. Like uh, thank you for that. Or like I have chocolate waiting for me. It's my favorite kind of chocolate. I'll be like, oh, thank you for that. You know, little wins, small yeah. wins, big wins. They're all wins. So I'll go through like a list of stuff that I'm thankful for. And everybody can practice this. So prayer, breathing, and then I lead into things that I'm grateful for all while thinking about my breathing and relaxing my whole body and then I go into like goals and affirmations and my why like what is my why because you can't function without knowing what your why is and so every day everybody needs a reminder right why are you here why what if you don't know that yet then that's a reason to find it you know and a lot of people don't even know what that is till they get into their 60s you know and so oh, yeah. it's good to ask yourself every day until you find it and it, and it could change. Your why can change in the season. Your why can, can change when your relationships change. Your why can change when you become a parent, when you become a wife, when you become a girlfriend, when you become a teacher, when you become a preacher, you know, like, or <laughs> yeah, a, blogger, you a blogger. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, you know, constantly. every day to ask yourself what, what that is, is, is um, streamlines your energy for the day and streamlines um, what you're going to do with your time, because time for me is so important. You can never get it back. So true. <laughs> so this is exactly yeah. why we felt we, we felt that way at the time where we had a lot of time because we're not used <laughs> to having a lot time. of time. And suddenly there's, what do I do it's, with this time? It's only 3 PM. And I, right? you know what I mean, but look at you, but, you're being creative. You have this podcast now, which you wouldn't have time to do before because you're too busy hosting every live event possible and, <laughs> and, your, and your show where you guys use so much energy and you do it so well, you know? So now you're diverting you. that energy to something new and, and something exactly. meaningful and something more you. And that is my why. <laughs> yep. Thank you. That, that's something I also have to remind myself. And you know, it's something we have to always keep reminding ourselves every single day because you tend to forget when life happens, you know, when all these problems and reality happens, you tend to forget yes. what your why, uh, what your why is. But thank you for, for bringing that up, uh, gratitude and, and breathing, because that's basically what I do <laughs> on this podcast. I forgot yes. to ask you actually a while ago to take three deep breaths with me, but let's do that uh, before we end the podcast. Yeah. Oh, um, and one thing I forgot to share. Yeah. So before I became aware of all of that, I used yeah. to catch myself midday realizing that I wasn't breathing right the whole entire day. Same. And then your shoulders are shrugged the whole freaking <laughs> entire time. Or you hold your breath while doing an activity because you're trying to breeze through it to get to the next one. And then you're holding your breath then there. And that's not good for you. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, because catch I'm, yourself. Like for me, I'm so anxious. Are you Are you too? Are you, are you um, always anxious or just... If, if, I feel like there's just too much going on in our in our heads a lot, uh, most of the time. I think it's and that, because we're you know, used to multitasking. Right. And when you're excited or when you're afraid or when you're feeling vulnerable, actually extreme emotions, you hold your breath and you don't notice yep. it. Yeah. For me, it's when I'm trying to get stuff done and I'm trying to get it done quickly or I'm doing more than three things at the same time um, or I'm getting ready to leave. And that's um, one big thing that I promised myself I will start doing better is that to prepare the night before everything that I need that way I don't stress myself out and I'm still in my center by the time I get to my job or what I have to do I'm holding myself uh, accountable for that that I suck at that department and that's okay <laughs> it's okay every yeah. day is an opportunity to to be better at that right 
yeah definitely forgive definitely. yourself forgive yourself <laughs> <Wooza. laughs> hug yourself right yeah <laughs> okay let's go back to um uh, you know vulnerability and using it mm-hmm. as a uh teaching tool for bookie yeah for sure um so for when he uh, when he runs to you when he's afraid for example when he can't sleep because there are monsters under his bed or, <laughs> you know, or he's anxious uh, for, for, I don't know, for school the following day. What do you tell him? Do you, um, do you say, Oh, you know, monsters don't exist or um, you'll do great tomorrow. Or did you ever tell him a story about one of your own childhood fears and how you overcame it? And have you ever used your own vulnerability? As yeah, a for sure, tool. definitely, all the time. I mean, again, I I super sound like a broken record. I mean, if I were if I were my own kid, I would probably be annoyed by my own self. <laughs> but but you got to keep doing it, you know, until it becomes muscle memory, second nature. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. again, we go back to dissecting like why. I ask him, why do you feel that way, or where do you think that comes from? Did you watch something that that brought you there, or uh, you know, did something influence you to think that way? What did where did you pick that up? Or um, Hmm. are you excited or are you nervous? Are you, you know, we kind of dial it down and dial it back and try to see where it's coming from. Or for example, if it's, um, if it's about, let's say, uh, giving up, never giving up, I'll try and, and, and use an example that he was a part of. So for example, I'll be like, yo, you know, mom works hard all the time too, but you have to get used to making difficult or uncomfortable your normal. That way, when when you're difficult and normal, I mean, when you're difficult and uncomfortable becomes normal, everybody else's normal will be a breeze for you. Everybody's difficult will be a breeze for you. And, and, and that'll put you one step ahead. And at the same time, you'll be more resilient and you'll be able to survive in situations where I'm not there to hold your hand. When you get older, when you go out into the real world, it's really unpredictable. You can't control anyone by, but yourself. So you have to be resilient and be okay. So I would say, you know, for example, um, you were with me through the times that I was working through your face sounds familiar and doing a TV show at the same time and bringing you to school at the same time with one hour, two hours sleep at a day and still having to be 100% at everything. And I said, you know, I didn't win. I said, cause he would watch every week and, you know, I'd be so embarrassed secretly because I would lose every week. Right. I would always be like third place, second place, or like always, um, close to winning or in the middle, never winning, but I won the last, I became the grand champion at the last. And I said, Oh, wow. I said, I didn't even anticipate that happening. I was too busy focusing on how to be better. That Uh when it, when I did win was priceless because it was unexpected and I didn't need it. I didn't need to win. I was just happy that I made it to the grand finals because my hard work, I knew I was giving my best at that, at that time and at my capacity then, because, you know, I was getting over traumas from performing that I got in my teenage years from, from people in the industry, you know, when they would discourage me. And so, you know, I was pushing myself and I knew that that was my why behind joining the contest. It wasn't for popularity. It was to stretch myself and bring myself back to how I used to be as a performer or even better. And so he knew that about me. And so I was telling him, I said, I never gave up. And there's a reward. There's a cause and effect and a, and a, and a push and pull or an, a, an accept and adjust in life. You know, uh-huh. when things yeah. happen, it's how you react. You, there's always a choice. 
So even when I have to make choices with little things, I say, okay, if you do this, this happens. If you do that, that happens. What do you think is better for you? And so, you know, I always try and get him to try and, and you know, know that if he goes this road, that there's a cause and effect. And so when, I, when he's struggling, <laughs> when, there's a, when there's a moment where he's, you know, wanting to give up or struggling, try my best to just first level is be a cheerleader. Second level is share my backstory and be like, you know, remember that time mama didn't give up and then look, I won, you know? And, and then, uh, so they're sharing stories and they're sharing vulnerability and realness. And when I'm having a hard time, I ask him to also help me. I'll be like, yo, Papa, give me a hug because mama's really nervous right now. Or mama's really scared right now. And, and he'll be like, it's okay. And, he'll, and I'll, hear stuff, <laughs> I'll hear stuff that sounds you tell familiar. Him. <laughs> like, hey, exactly. Who'd you steal that from? You know? <laughs> and, it, and it's stuff that I've stolen from my parents too, you know, or my siblings. So um, yeah. it, it's, it's cool to hear that kind of come back at you. And then it holds yourself accountable to uh, practicing what you preach to him as well. But I do show him and I do make sure to show him that I have a hard time as well, you know, and that earning money is no joke. And, you know, uh, it's it's done um, with lots of hardship, but it has to be done and it's done for the people that you love and yourself. So, you know, um, he's going to have to do that same thing when he gets older, too. But that's great What how you're always like uh, showing him everything's always just coming from love and not fear and how you're able to teach him how to catch himself and how to um, create his inner language because that's what I guess, you know, as parents, what you really want to do is equip your children for when, yeah. you know, for when you're not able to, right? <laughs> yeah. When you're not there. It's, yeah. and, I think, and sometimes, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. I think it's also like, oh, I... I wish I learned this earlier. So I'm trying to yeah. cut the cut the journey for him, you know, <laughs> in finding that and, and making it a little easier for him. I mean, who wouldn't want to give your kid the cheat sheet? I mean, it's not really like a cheat sheet, but it's like just opening his eyes sooner. And he's already blessed yeah. by being such a considerate person. Like he's such a considerate person. It's crazy how sensitive and considerate he is of others. I want him to be that for himself. He gets that from you. I mean, that's what I <laughs> what I got from you when I worked with you. And oh, we gosh. didn't work You're with each other that long. You know, <laughs> we became friends on set. I, I I like to say that. I think that. But, you know, we didn't really hang out a lot after that. But I got that from you. You're, you're a very oh, considerate person. You. And we we get these things from more than what our parents tell us. Is what they, how they make us feel. True. And what we see. Right? That's what kids pick up. True. Most of the time. So uh, what I'm curious as to what is the most memorable conversation that you've had with Bookie so far? Hmm. How did that make you feel? I think it pretty was. Recently. Yeah, pretty recently. Um, I think we were talking about how, you know, uh, me being single again. Mm-hmm. We, had a, we had a talk, you know, I... Because I had to explain to him that just because my relationship ends with my partner, um, even if it's tough for me personally, I can't meddle with his relationship with him. They're friends. So just because 
right now I'm incapable of being friends with this person doesn't mean that you have to stop being friends with this person because you have your own relationship with that person. And who am I, you know, that wouldn't be love or that wouldn't be teaching you the right thing or that wouldn't be being a good daughter of God if I were to have that kind of negative, yeah, Yeah. negative energy. Like just because I'm not okay with somebody, does that mean it? You know, I'm respecting you and your relationship with that person. But right now I have to be honest that mama's going through a transition and, you know, from being with somebody for a long time, um, I'm not with that person on that level right now. So one day I will be able to, you know, communicate often with that person. So I hope that you can be patient with me and understanding with me that I'm not quite there yet in, in communication mm-hmm. with, with him. And so um, that was a great talk because he was very understanding and, and, I, and he was like, well, you know, I hope it's okay with you that I'm still going to hang around. I mean, play games, you know, over the internet with this person. And, and I, I, I appreciated his honesty and, you know, he, he doesn't feel caught in between because we were able to have that conversation of where it just didn't work out because we want different yeah. things. And, and we, we see families at that, at that time, I don't know, people change, but um, I see my family developing in a different way, you know? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that he's a bad person or I'm a bad person or anyone's at fault. It's just that um, it's all about ha- having the same um, picture or the same why or wanting to compromise at least to build a new picture for for a family and and i do want to you know i I did apologize to him because i i do want to give him that whole family i i said you know uh ideally i would want to give you siblings because he's always asking for some ideally i would want to give you you know uh, a male figure like a, a dad to be around but maybe god doesn't want that that for us yet right now maybe we're enjoying time with just me and you and god is your dad isn't that dope you have the the greatest, most perfect dad in Everdom, like God. You know? <laughs> so he's the he's the most generous, the coolest, the you know everything is the Alpha, the Omega. Yeah. So you know when I kind of put it that way, it's easier for him to understand. See, so you see how important um, vulnerability is in sharing sharing this with your child, yeah, right? So because they're not like they're some... not like walking around blindfolded, exactly. not knowing what you know. And they're creating, or, eventually they'll create a, a, a story, story in their head. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't like want for, that. For example, you know, growing up, I'm sure, you know, because my parents were, my mom, I was also raised by, well, my grandmother and a single mother who was raising two kids at the time. Mm-hmm. And she was juggling a lot of things. And I'm sure, she, you know, she loved me the only way she knew how. And we had this conversation. We keep having this conversation actually now that I'm an adult. I'm interested, I'm was, interested to hear about this because <laughs> I'm learning from, you know, from, from this. Yeah, but she's she was always so busy. My mom also mm-hmm. worked for show business, but she was a writer mm-hmm. at the time. But can you imagine yeah. about raising two kids and writers and have also longer working. hours? Oh yeah, they do. And she locks herself in her room. Ganone, like you can't mm-hmm. talk to her for mm-hmm. days. Yep. And then when she's home, she's always in meeting. You know that. And it yeah. as a kid, um, you know, if these if if it's not explained to you. At the time, right? Mom, look at this or whatever. I was always just struggling for my mom's attention. And she um, didn't know any better at the time how to explain yeah. it to me because she was yes. also busy making money for us to survive. 
Yeah. Right. But there, the stories in my head where she doesn't love me, she doesn't have time for me. Hence, mm-hmm. I need to keep doing this. So she will, you know, so she yeah. will notice me. So, you know, I became rebellious for a while. All these things. Yeah. yeah. See, it, it makes you want to test things out to answer your own questions. But if if there's already conversation, then you won't have to try things out exactly. and experiment so that's kind of what i wanted step. yeah that's what i meant by like wanting to cut it and and like even you know you were saying like at that time that was the best that she could do i love that you said because again it brings me back to if you know better you do better and it's the same conversation like the conversation with my son i was talking to you about why that relationship didn't work out i was telling him for both parties if we knew better we would do better but at at that time yeah. that was the capacity that we could do that was the best we could do and real players know when to fold <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah yeah so and it's important you know, that he knows that, knows that and understands it that way mm-hmm. right because say there's there's always there's so much room for a room. different interpretation especially for a child yeah that's why i always right? have to have him backtrack like what is the story you're playing in your mind like is anybody attacking you or is somebody trying to help you become better because some, sometimes when you tell kids, no, that's not what you're supposed to be doing right now, blah, 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 blah. They could take it personally and like, oh, I'm being attacked. And I say, no, 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 uh, you're not being attacked right now. I'm sorry. I could have probably used better language to make you feel less attacked or maybe you were surprised or startled or whatever. But keep in mind, whatever mama tells you to do is not for me. It's for, for you to, to learn. <laughs> so that, again, removes one question and one dramatic story out of, out of the mind <laughs> right yeah especially creative art he's an artist so i already know like that he's great at putting um, he could he has a very creative mind you could easily put a story together so oh yeah <laughs> i was i was also raised by 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 artists so i had that ability to mm-hmm, read stories right? in my head right, so many right? stories and in then my he, head. it becomes like a who go you know <laughs> exactly which you know i'm i'm grateful for today because we learn yeah. ha- exactly and had i not gone through all those things and had those stories in my head and eventually had this conversation with my mother i wouldn't be the person i am today right you know i always think right like for you for example like that's why i asked you how does this um quote resonate with you the one you reposted is that i feel like why I feel like my why also is to, you know, spread positivity and encourage people and remind people to be grateful is that because I wasn't all those things growing mm. up. And yeah. even until my adult years, which is why after 30, hopefully, in hopes of teaching the younger generation and even yes. the older, older yes. people who are not aware, shortcut natin, there's a way yes. to live life, uh, you know, to live a more, not better, not happier, but more fulfilling Right. Yeah. And, live and again, we we experienced it and we learned it when we did. But for other people, you know, they might not have to go through that if they they hear it. And so okay. I feel like, <laughs> you know, you're you're nothing but you're nothing when you die. You're nothing but what you leave in people's hearts. Yes. And so yes. I feel like you experience. God put us here to help one another, and and you experience stuff. So hopefully. People don't have to experience it as well. I, I remember being 12, 13 years old and my abuelita, my, my grandmother had cancer and she was going through so much pain. And she said, you know, I'm, I'm okay going through this, God. She was talking to God. She's like, I'm okay. I'm going through this just so that 
my my children and my grandchildren don't have to go through this anymore. Uh, this can be a lesson to be learned to take care. She 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 was very healthy actually. She ate well. She she didn't drink. She didn't smoke. But you know sometimes uh-huh. things still happen. And so she really taught me the value of life during that time, and that kind of woke me up to more meaningful. Um, interactions and more meaningful mm-hmm. moments in life and treasuring time. Um, so again, it was something that she shared that opened that up for me. So anything that you can share that can open up the perspective of someone is, yeah. is leaving a piece of yourself with somebody. Oh, I love that. <laughs> you were so young, 12, grabby. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, right? But- I know, and you, you sound, you've, you've, I've always known this, but it, you sound so wise. No, no. I'm actually learning so much from you. I no, feel like I, I can guest you in all of my podcasts. And I'll be <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, you know, old soul started working so early. I had to grow up early, but there's a reason yeah. for that. So that there's time to share, I feel. And at the same time, yeah. like, you know, I remind everything that I'm telling you, I have to remind myself constantly every day because I also don't have good self-talk. Same. Uh, yeah. we're, we're professionals. We're artists. And we have been in the industry for so long. So we tend to be harder on ourselves than we, and believe me, I am harder mm-hmm. than myself. Than, than, but then I realized oh, that's only you. <laughs> that's only you that thinks that way. <laughs> and you're not helping you right now. So you know, um, it's just catching yourself and reminding yourself every day. I still remind myself every day of all of these things that I'm telling you. So I'm nowhere graduated from all of that. I am in no well, way it's a graduate. It's an everyday process, right? Yeah. You learn, you learn new things every day. And we have to keep reminding ourselves. It, you know, wearing your heart on your sleeve encourages um, other people, especially now. Well, we're talking about Bookie, right? Your child to do the mm-hmm. same. Uh, and that, you know, your relationship with, with other people, with Bookie, for example, will be like fortified, you know, in the process <laughs> of sharing this vulnerability. Let's go back to, um, you know, you being a mom during uh, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Has he asked you about this at all? Have you had this conversation with him? Um, how, did, how have you explained this whole situation to him? Um, he's pretty aware. I mean, he's in a house full of adults and, and the news is always like kind of in the background. Um, but I feel cause my, my dad and my mom kind of raised us to be, to always be prepared, whether for anything, um, mm-hmm. you know, so we have always been super like, I guess, cautious, um, and, okay. And we always had like, you know, we're prepared if there's an earthquake, we're prepared if there's a, a zombie apocalypse, we're prepared. If <laughs> I feel like we were built for this time, even if it's like unfortunate. Oh, wow. you know? So, we're, you know, I feel like he's imbibing that as well, that, you know, we're a house that's prepared for the worst. Not that we're living in fear, but we're equipped to handle like, you know, I know you know, mental toughness is also needed, like being in a condo for eight months, not going out, you know, um, we found a way to get him to enjoy it, you know, to know that we're lucky to be in a safe area, safe zone. Um, and, yeah. and that, you know, wherever you are, you have to find a way to flourish. So whatever it is, that. you have to find a way to flourish, you know, you have to make the best of what you have. 
Jeff. So we kind of early on explained to him what the virus was. Yeah, he would also see it in the news. Anyway, there was a mm-hmm. time he was super paranoid, but we had to kind <laughs> of explain to him that there is a way to handle it. You know, there is right. a way to battle it and not to become OCD, <laughs> you know. Um, and uh, he's been really good with it. And he holds me accountable also to, you know, keeping things clean and, and making sure everything's uh, COVID safe. And I love that about him. He, he, he just thinks like a lolo sometimes. <laughs> but he did have a moment where when I was supposed to leave for work now, the night before I was supposed to leave for work uh-huh. last month, my aunt had just passed away. And so he was kind of worried that I might die also. And to see that oh fear, gosh. to see oh that fear gosh. in his, you know, face, like that, that made me, you know, uh, to give him that anxiety. And that was my fault. Like, I was just like, man, like, I don't, I don't want him to live for the next six months that way. Like, I don't, I, I know he's probably going to forget once the cartoons come on and, you know, <laughs> like he's playing with his toys and his games and all of that. But, you know, that anxiety, even if it's like just a moment that lasts for ever you'll remember that oh yeah so i want him i wanted him to feel like i chose him above everything else but i also had to hold him accountable i was like yo you know i'm not gonna if i say no to this it means i won't have work for the next six months you're gonna have to cut down on your expenses also (laughs) like that's the trade-off you know like if you want me to stay we're gonna have to be more karipot you know you can't be ordering mcdonald's and Oh, sorry, brand. You can be ordering fast food, <laughs> a pizza all the time. One box of pizza, six hundred pesos. Like if oh, you multiply gosh. that by two, by seven, by you know thirty, like you know that's that's a lot of money. Like we can't keep doing that. We can't live that way. So, um, you know, I just had to really be honest with him and show him like there's a payoff. I'm choosing you. I'm choosing peace of mind of staying with you. I'm choosing uh, not to give you anxiety. I'm choosing to be with you and spend this time with you and love you. And I want to do that. That's what I want. But Mm -hmm. also work was for us. But since I'm not going to work, then you're going to have to work with me. Compromise. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've already been living eight months without any work, any income. And that's a lot. Uh, You know? Yeah. Um, as a single mom with, with all the stuff that you have to settle for financially. But that's I was very honest with him. And I said, this is COVID. This is a season. We just have to get through the season, pray for cures, pray for other people. And just really just make, get through this time together. And we'll be okay. Like we just have to be on the same page. How do you do it? You know, the honestly, when I feel... Like, of course, I have these conversations now with my fiance, right? Like having kids and all that. I'm mm-hmm. I'm turning 33 <laughs> so, next year in a few months. And I'm like, but I want, like, every time I see kids, I feel like my uterus jumps. I'm like, <laughs> you know, she's Yo. telling me, girl, you got to Okay. But, and then I, uh, I, I have this fear, which consumes me. But, you know, and then I, I look at, you know, super moms like you. I look at you. I'm like, she, you know, she's so fit. She, he she not anymore <laughs> she is so wonderful girl i mean hello but you know you're you're doing it and and so wonderfully and and it's re- uh sorry but you know refreshing kind of to hear that you are always 
uh, hard, you are also hard on yourself and you, you, you find that, that you have to forgive yourself every day. It's, you know, you see these things on social media, the people being so perfect, pe- people having it together oh, all the time, but it's not that, the truth. The way, but- mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I, I look forward to being a parent myself, but given the current circumstances, like I said, I am undoubtedly consumed by fear. So what, what, if any, uh, is your everyday mantra or how do you keep yourself in check during these times? Well, first off, you know, I want to touch on the part that you said you're looking forward to becoming a parent. And I think that that's, that's wonderful. You have a fiance, you're excited for the rest of your lives together and, you know, having children. I tell this to all first time mommies or women that are pregnant for the first time. Um, I always say, whatever you think it is, that's what it will be. If you think it's going to be fun, then it's going to be fun. If you think it's going to be a strain on your existence, then that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're never going to be fully prepared for it. Every day is a new learning experience, but it's fun if you think it's fun. I came into it knowing that it's going to be fun. So that's what it is. There are moments where it sucks, which is a part of life. That With everything in life, there are moments where it's great. There are moments when it's not great. But actually, the not great moments are what makes the great moments great. You know what I mean? You learn from oh, yeah. the not great moments. So you just got to yeah. take it all in. And it'll suck at that moment, but it's just passing. Um, but again if you know or you feel like and you want it to be fun, it will be fun and you will expect the punches to be coming. But you will never, ever, ever be prepared to be a parent. There's no such thing as prepared. I think that's also why God gives you nine months to, you know, (laughs) grow a baby inside you. And there are phases. There's the body changing. There's the hormones changing. There's the emotions going crazy. There's nesting periods. There's Uh recuperation. And there's sometimes depression after because your hormones are balancing back to normal that's not wrong or you know there's fear and there's being afraid to hurt your child because they're so fragile but god also created babies to be stronger than you think you know what i mean (laughs) everything has a purpose everything has a reason and you're never going to be fully prepared if you wait for the moment that you're fully prepared it's never coming (laughs) i'm telling you that's um impossible unreal unless god just like snaps his fingers and say, I'm going to make something perfect for this woman right here. No, that's the beauty. The beauty is every day you learn from your kid more than they learn from you. And so I'm excited for you to become a a parent. Um, I'm excited for you to be a mom. Don't one thing I always tell, um, don't new moms is don't lose the kid in you. Don't lose the goofy in you, don't lose the mm-hmm. fun in you, don't lose the quirky in you, and don't try to be this perfect mom. No, be you so that your kid can be comfortable being them. Every kid is different, and if you want them to be like somebody else's kid, kidnap that kid. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, no. <laughs> you have to take them as they are. They'll surprise yeah. you, and their, their character will unfold, their hearts will unfold, their personality will unfold. Don't try and make them something they're not. And so don't try to make yourself something you're not too. <laughs> Be your Thank own you definition for, of a mom. Yeah. Thank you for my God. You, you said all the perfect things. Like I, I, I um, chanced upon this 
book called Conscious Parenting. And that's mm-hmm. uh, in the first uh, few paragraphs, that's what she was saying. Uh, I forget oh, the cool. name of the writer. I'll, I'll probably just um, look it up later and post it. But um, she says, you know, uh, us as parents, especially mothers, you know, you you only like, you know, you parent your, your child the only way you know how, mm-hmm. right? And, and your own fears and your own uh, loves, uh, mm-hmm. That's what you pass on, and your own energy is what you pass on to your child. Kaya nangyayari, di ba yung some parents like before wanted to be a performer, didn't get to be a performer, and then pinipilit yung maging performer yung child niya. You know our hopes yeah, and fears, yeah. the frustration, you, pass it on. you let it and out. Frustrations, yeah. yeah. But it's but not, you know, it's, it's, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You were onto something. No, but yeah, right. Uh, uh, that's why being uh, having these conversations with Bookie with your child is so important. Is that because it, these things don't go away. You still have your own fears and, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and, and energies and whatever that you, I'm sure, pass on to him. But you explain it in a way that he sees he sees it as authentic, you know, and that he sees that he can also be that way because he sees it in you. I wanted to share something that's on the flip side of that. Mm-hmm. Everything will be passed down, even, like you said, your fears and your mishaps and, you know, like... I think the older generations used to call it generational sin. I feel like that's a scary way to look at it. You can look at it as maybe your hangups or your hookups or your intensities or your, your things that you're sad about. But what's great is the anxiety that's been passed down from generation and generation. You can break that bond. You can break that chain. You can break that, that link and start new with your kid. You can right. make your own atmosphere with your family, your own, um, yeah. your own outlook with your children. You can, you can let go of the past of who you were before you became a, a parent, which is so easy to do because you'll realize the first time you hold your baby in your arms that, whoa, the world is so different from what I thought it was, really. You'll have that moment like where your eyes are open for the first time and it's insane and you realize what you thought was important is not important. And what you thought was real is not real. <laughs> and then everything just <laughs> dials down to everything just becomes simple. And you realize what's supposed to be important. And it's really just simple. And you don't need grandiose. You don't need a grandiose life. You know, you just need the simple things and the simple joys. Now, if you want a grandiose life and you have one, then hey, good for you. But if you don't, then that's cool too. All you have and need is in your arms and in your heart and your mind and your spirit. And so you have to treasure that. So you can break that chain. You can break that generational sin, as they say. You can, you know, like, for example, for me, you know, of course, I'm unwed. I'm, I got pregnant out of wedlock. And that was that was one thing that I didn't want for myself. And I not one thing that I didn't want for my son. And mm-hmm. I caught him one time saying, like, because in school, you know, whenever they talk about families, it's all about the typical mommy, daddy, and then oh, one boy, yeah. one girl. So, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we were talking about that and, you know, he was just being light with it. And, and then I was like, you know what, we're not like that. And it's okay. I, I, I honestly said, I said, that's not what I want for you, but I mean, you know, and I'm sure that's not what God wants for us, but this is what we have now. And it's not bad. I'm, I'm not, I'm happy with it just being me and you, but ideally I would have wanted to give you a whole family now for yourself. I hope that one day you can give yourself a full family. He goes, no, I don't want to get married. I just want to have a kid because it's fun like that. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 w
<laughs> I said, you know, mom's wrong. I said, mom is wrong. That's not how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> it's supposed to be when you can fully take care of yourself, mind, body, spirit, financially, that's when you can take on another person to take care of. And that becomes your partner. And then when you guys get married, because you feel like you can share a life together, and that both of you are capable of taking care of another person, then that's when you can have another person. I said, mama didn't do it the right way. Mama is wrong. I said, mama is wrong, but you are not a mistake. You're the best thing that happened to me. You're the best gift in the world that God has ever given me because you made me feel like, who I was supposed to be this whole entire time. You made me more of who I was. But for you, I want you to have your the whole entire world. You know what I mean? I want you to have it the way it's supposed to be. And so, no, <laughs> don't copy me. In the eyes of God, I am wrong but because God is so forgiving. He loves me nevertheless. And he loves me so much. He gave me somebody like you. He gave me a great kid. But ideally... It's what you see in the picture. But that picture can, can, can be so many different things, like me and you, and we're a family. Me and you, your grandparents, your titas and titas. That's our kind of family. We're still a big family. But again, my hopes for you is that you have it the way God intended it to be. Because, you know, um, that's what God wants. And, and that's how he built it to be. And he made um, uh, Adam and Eve for each other, not mm-hmm. not even just Eve, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then we make light. He laughs about it and he goes, "Okay, okay, fine." And I said, "But promise me, when when you get older, you only add another person when you are fully capable of taking care of everything you." And then that's when you can add somebody else. And then when then I have a daughter, you, I'll introduce her to Buki, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, if Bookie can take care of himself fully, then when I, he's I'll ready, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll I'll tell her the same thing. When you're ready, that's when you allow, uh, you yeah, know, this person. <laughs> yeah, I was like, cause I was like, yo, break it down simple. How are you gonna pay for dates? I'm not giving you money. I was like, <laughs> we were we were in the car at that time. That was pretty funny. I was oh my like, gosh. I was like, how are you gonna pay for? Let's say you know. Um, you have to buy your own place. You have to buy somebody gets into an accident or the hospital, blah, blah, blah. You have to be able to take care of yourself first and know what to do in those times before you can take care of somebody else. That's somebody simple. Else, I, exactly. I said, um, the only reason why I can take care of you is because I can take care of me. What if I didn't know how to take care of me? I would just leave you with somebody else. And would you like that? Okay. How would you feel? Would that make you feel loved? Would that make you feel whole? And I said, the, the ultimate goal of having a partner is share your love, share yourself. And so when I broke it down like that, he was kind of like, ah, uh, I see. <laughs> well, you, when you put it that way. <laughs> well, yeah. I get it now, mom. <laughs> yeah. And I also, because he, he wants to be an artist, right? He wants to be a comic book creator, like a graphic oh, wow. artist, novelist. And I'm like, you know, that I will fully support. But I'm already telling you, you're going to have to have a backup job to support that job for the meantime until you, you know, flourish. Mm-hmm. Um, so think about other ways to, to, to grow also, not just that one thing. That way you have a fallback um, because he's so right. set on, no, I just want to be an artist. I was like, yeah, but you're also blessed as if you wanted to, you could be an athlete. You're nine years old and you're five foot two. Like, that's insane. 
Yeah. You know? Oh, wow. You don't even have to try. You just have to stand there and do this. <laughs> you know? But um, I also said, but you're intelligent. You're great in math. You're, you're great in science. Like, there's something there, you know? Um, I suck at math, so you can do the accounting for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I just get him to think about other stuff, like alternative stuff, even if I fully support everything that he does. Oh, I just real world be, stuff. I, I can't wait to meet him. Maybe, uh, you he's know, funny. after all this, like I want to meet him. I want to meet him at, when this is all over, when you're free. And like, I want to yeah, see him again sure. when he's like 20 like, something. Because you met him. He was like, a baby. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like re-meet him as an adult. Like I cannot wait to meet him as like a 20-something with hopefully ready at the time to I take mean. care of someone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll and never ready, know because you know I, I could be messing up as we speak. I could be totally wrong in everything that I'm doing right now, <laughs> telling him too much. I could be the worst mom in the world. It all depends on how it turns out. In the This is all experimental. Again, there's no perfect parent. There's no manual. You can read all the books you can, but... You'll never know how it impacts somebody, how somebody else's brain picks something up or understands something. I could be totally wrong. Yeah. And sh- I could be sheltering him, you know? <laughs> I, I, eh. I, I don't know. Again, you know, we can only do so much. Deba, you only love a person the way <laughs> exactly. you know how. So, <laughs> But at least, Deba, you're... Yeah. If you knew better, you do better. Exactly. Malaking bagay don is that you are forgiving yourself and you're allowing him to see you the way that you really are. And you know how you also told him, mom is wrong in this situation. Um, but it's okay. You know, we're happy. And that's what matters. And you're, you're able to explain these things uh, to him that way. Uh, yeah, at, at I such think a there's very, something very young in, age. in the Bible, you know, that kind of hit me when I was younger. It's that I, I, I don't, memorize verses <laughs> but i've read the bible many times over but I, uh-huh. I can't for the life of me just you know like whip up a like a verse like just like that like impromptu yeah. but there's something like you know teach them teach them the way they should go while they're young mm-hmm. that way i think it was kind of like so that teach them while they're young like the way they should mm-hmm. go so that when you let them go it'll be like natural to them that's that's mm-hmm. that it'll be like just how they are already you yeah. teach them the way that they should go at a young age. Um, that'll equip them for, for the future. Whoever's listening to this, just comment the right uh, verse, <laughs> verse underneath. I mean, you can get mad at me if I'm wrong, but that's how I understood <laughs> that one verse. We teach them in the way they should go while they're young. And then I think that will help them when, when they leave the nest or something like that. I, yeah, yeah. That, that thing. That really made a big impact on me. And um, just you know, all the experiences that I had, I want to cut the, cut, cut the crap, for, <laughs> you know, and save them yeah, time. Yeah, because too, yeah. all these, all these, everything Although that I, we I talked about. I experience a lot of stuff too. Which he will. He will. Yeah. Um, and, and you're also going to have to forgive yourself for that because her parents, my, my mom uh, is so, so very hard on herself too. You know, when mm. I had this conversation with moms her. Are, yeah. Yeah, I blamed her and I was like, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't know because these were stories in my head, you know, and she had her own stories in her head and, and the mm-hmm. reality, the there's the middle mm-hmm. and there's her story, my story and what actually is happening. And so, you know, yeah. uh, I heard those things for the first time as an adult and, you know, uh, I'm still very, very grateful. But again, it's wonderful that you're allowing Bookie uh, to see you and hear you this way 
hopefully uh you know help um helping him uh giving him the right um ano ba? equipping him is there, is, is that, is that a, even a word equipping? yeah <laughs> for preparing for him yeah preparing, preparing him. him thank you <laughs> preparing him <laughs> for life <laughs> But okay, so let's go back to Yeah, that, I mean that's all we can do. Yeah, prepare them the month again, the only way we know how. But uh, I am very very grateful for you, Denise, for for the person that you are and for oh, the ditto. wonderful artist that you are too. But uh more in that experience of working with you is that I really did see you as as a real person. You know, I've worked <gasps> with it. Yes, buddy. He agrees. <laughs> well, he agrees. <laughs> Like, I've worked yeah. with, with hell yeah, yeah. I've worked with with different artists before. Wala pa naman akong like horrible experiences, <laughs> but I can truly say that you and like mm-hmm. uh, at the Isa at Isa Calzador, uh, you know, a few of the very Ooh, genuine people I that I've worked with. I love her and I love you. You know, and and I really want to say just thank you. I inspire. She inspires me, me all the time. This, yeah. Yeah. You guys inspire me all the time. But okay, so let's go back to the quote that you posted earlier. Forgive yourself mm-hmm. uh, for not knowing what you didn't know before you learned it. And let's let's just use that and tweak yes. it a little bit for uh, I want to ask you. And this is also, and you mentioned this a lot of times all throughout our conversation. And, and this is also something that I do um, for every single episode on this podcast mm-hmm. is I ask mm-hmm. my guests to shout out to the universe um, what they're grateful for. Okay, cool. So I might not be able that, to shout, but yeah, <laughs> you you can if you want, but you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. but, I might not be able to shout. You... There are other people here, but yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Uh, but okay, so what are you grateful for today, knowing full well that we all make mistakes, we do not know everything, uh, but we learn every single day. What are you grateful for today? Today, I am so grateful for all my hardships, all the experiences that I have been through, um, the tears, the blood, the sweat, <laughs> the, you know, I put tears first for a reason. <laughs> um, blood, sweat, and tears is usually yeah. how they say it, but I put tears, blood, sweat, um, and just all the grind, you know, it's, it's a blessing to be 32 and, and, um, still have so much room to grow. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful that I got to, you know, be out there in the world at such a young age. I was, I'm so glad to learn, have learned from so many different people and I just want to pay it forward. I'm grateful for that. And I, I'm so grateful that I, we have this platform, you know, to do, just that thank you no thank you like i said so many times thank you so much i'm very grateful for you for giving us this time for sharing your energy with us i learned so much from you hopefully your listeners do too yes thank you so much no i want to thank you i want to thank you you know (laughs) because um i wouldn't have thought of these questions i wouldn't have thought of you know doing this you know and and um, this is really something that I would love to share more. You know, I, I, I want to share this video when, when you send it to me or when, when you put the podcast up, I, I'm going to share it as well. Um, you know, this Thank is you. again, why we're here. Um, I'm so thankful that you asked yeah. me to be a part of your paying it forward, your 
you know, sharing your life and, <laughs> and your why and, and for bringing me into that and, and, and uh, for allowing me to be a, a tool, a, a vessel to share. So, you know, I appreciate you always, you know, that your light and your, your, the joy you fill up a room with. And, and I'm always thankful to be a part of that, that energy, that aura that, that affects my heart when you're around too. Thank you. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> and everybody that's listening, everybody that's listening, I hope you know that we were able to share uh, some useful, not too vague tips. I mean, again, your mornings are so important. Self talk is so important. Just to round things up, um, it hurt people, hurt people. If you knew better, you do better and have extend that patience and understanding and compassion and empathy to other people as well. because everybody's going through something and perspective is everything. I mean, like, like, uh, like Kara said, you know, she thought it was one thing in her mind and her mom had another story and bringing that two together, you found the real truth. Your feelings during those moments were true. Her feelings during those moments were true. But again, yeah. coming together and talking about it brings a whole nother level of truth. It doesn't discount anybody's feelings. But again, it opens up your perspective to what exactly. other people are feeling. So I hope that, you know, you guys start communicating better with your loved ones, sharing your vulnerability, um, easing up on yourself, giving yourself some slack. That way it affords you to give slack to other people. Um, don't forget to go through what you're thankful for in the morning. Don't forget to take a moment to breathe. Don't hold your breath while you're doing stuff. <laughs> and um, one thing that I'm grateful for also to add that I learned was, um, again, self-talk, self-self-talk. Because if you don't believe in yourself, no matter how many people pep you up, um, it's not going to happen. If you think that you can't do it, then you really can't. Whatever you think it's going to be, that's what it's going to be. So yes. think great for yourself. Think um, big for yourself. Think positive. And, and be your own best friend so that you can be a best friend to others. If you want to be a friend, you got to, if you want to, uh, if you want to have friends, you got to be a friend. But before that, you got to be your own friend there. That sounded confusing, but if you listen to it, yeah, it's gonna rewind. <laughs> yeah. It makes <laughs> a lot yeah, of those sense. Are my, those are my tiny reminders for everything. Gratitude goes a long way. Perspective, listening to, and getting to your root of why you feel a, a certain way why you think a certain way, where does it come from, even from your childhood, dissect it, what was true. Um, that will help you uh, be more in control of your emotions, your thoughts, and, and your being present with yourself and with everyone. So I love you guys, and I hope that you guys were able to learn something from my failing forward, and I'm still failing forward every single day. So let's fail forward with grace, you guys. Fail forward with grace. Beautiful. <laughs> thank, you, thank you very much, Denise Laura. Thanks, thank Yay. you. Thanks, everybody. Love y'all. There you go. I hope you guys enjoyed and I hope you learned a lot too. I mean, I did for one para akong nakinig ng TED Talk <laughs> talking to Denise Laurel she is such a wise woman I love her she has such a light powerful energy and please um, do let me know what you guys thought about this episode if you have any suggestions at all for the next episodes or if you just want to react to this one please get in touch with me on Facebook After 30 with Kara Erigel podcast go ahead and check that out and also you can get in touch with me on Instagram that's at Kara Erigel you can also check out my anchor link um, you'll see it right here 
and uh, just send in a voice message, uh, a question or a topic, and I will include you in the next few podcasts. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Don't forget, be grateful. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.